reading on both sides, so keep it handy. We're going to begin with that one entitled Christ, the Sacrificial Lamb, and you'll follow because there's parts for men, parts for ladies, and parts for the whole congregation, and uh, I have a part as well, so if you'll kind of follow along and read at the appropriate places together to begin preparing our hearts and our minds and thinking mostly here about the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. Christ, the Sacrificial Lamb. Christ, our Passover, has been sacrificed. Hear the word of, from Isaiah.
Therefore I will give him a portion among the great, and he will divide the spoils with the strong, because he poured out his life unto the death, and was numbered with the transgressors. It was fitting in bringing many sons to glory that he, for whom and through whom all things exist, should make the source of their salvation perfect through sufferings. I never thought that when I woke up in the morning that my name would be forever etched in history, much less the Bible. It was between 9 and 10 o'clock on that Friday morning on the 15th day of the month of Nisan. That it is the 11th day of April in the year of our Lord, A.D. 32, according to the Julian Record. I cannot avoid the horrible scene. The religious leaders looked so smug and satisfied. The women were weeping. People jeering, soldiers yelling for him to get up and get moving, but he had fallen, stumbling under the weight of the cross. They screamed for him to get up. He was too weak. He had been beaten so badly, he was still bleeding. And he was bruised and swollen from the blows. I struggled to take it all in. Then I heard the words I could not believe. A Roman soldier shouted orders at me, You, pick up his cross and carry it. How could this be? I had simply come to worship from Cyrene. Cyrene was the chief city of the Roman colony of Liberia in northern Africa. I had come to worship that day, not to carry a bloody cross for a condemned criminal. But I had no choice. I was shocked and surprised. But I had to obey. I moved towards the criminal, this man they called Jesus. He was breathing heavy, exhausted from all that had happened to him. I reached out my hand and placed it on the cross. I lifted it up and placed it on my shoulders and carried the cross of Jesus. It was already stained with his blood, heavy, rough, and awful. But I kept going as we marched toward Golgotha. I had no idea I was bearing the cross for Jesus, that sin he would bear for me and you.
take again that uh, responsive reading and find the one called the stone is rolled away. Again, there's a part for the congregation as a whole. There's a part for the men and the ladies. So please be ready to read. The stone is rolled away. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me, even if he dies, will live. Everyone who lives and believes in me will never die, ever. Do you believe this? Yes, Lord, she know that our old self was crucified with him in order that sin's dominion over the body may be abolished, so that we may no longer be enslaved to sin, since a person who has died is freed from sin's claims. Now we die with Christ, we believe that we also live with him, because we know that Christ, having been raised from the dead, no longer dies.
My name is Mary, Mary Magdalene. I'll be honest, you don't have time for me to share my full testimony today. Suffice it to say that things got pretty bad for me. At one time, I was actually possessed by seven demons. Yes, you heard correctly, seven demons. The day that I met Jesus, all that changed. He delivered me, and I became a devoted follower of Messiah. But then the day came when he was arrested. How could they arrest Jesus? How could the crowd shout out for his crucifixion? How could they torture and beat the one who had delivered me? The one who fed the hungry, healed the sick, restored vision to the blind. The one who had power over the demons that hold poor souls like mine in bondage. I was there the day they lifted him up between heaven and earth on the cross. I stood weeping with Mary, his mother. We watched him die. I was there when they laid him in that tomb. I watched the stone as it rolled to seal the entrance. I waited those long hours during the Sabbath. And then I made my way with the others to the tomb on that first Easter Sunday. I was shocked to see the tomb empty and Jesus' body missing. I was confused and I was weeping. I spoke to angels and turned around and spoke to the gardener, or at least I thought it was the gardener. I asked where they had taken Jesus. But then he spoke my name, and I knew. It was Rabona, the teacher, Jesus. He was alive. In fact, the Lord left me with the privilege of being the first one to see him alive. Imagine that. In my culture, in my day, a woman was the first witness to the resurrection of Jesus. It was unheard of. Society didn't value our testimony, but it was true nonetheless. I know it. I spoke to him myself. You take your hymn book and turn to 187 in the garden. 187, if you stand together, please, in the garden. 187, let's stand and sing.
Our rescue, if you will. He made Jesus to be sin for us. That is to be our substitute. You see, Jesus had no sin of His own. And so He took our sin upon Himself there on the cross. Why? Well, the verse tells us why. It says that we might become the righteousness of God in Him. Now, how did all that happen? Well, beloved, it happened through the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. We're so familiar today with the cross. And I'm afraid that sometimes we might forget that the cross was a tool of execution. The cross was meant to punish and to torture and to brutally kill a person. And on that cross, God the Father made Jesus, who knew no sin, to be sin for us, to take our sin upon Himself. But beloved, praise be to God, the cross is not the end of the story. That's not all. And that's why we're celebrating today. Yes, Jesus died on the cross. And, and yes, He was buried. But praise be to God, He rose again victorious. And He lives. And He lives forever. And He's coming again. And because He lives, beloved, we can become the righteousness of of God in Him. There's a great exchange that takes place if you want to think about it in that regard. A great exchange, if you will. He took our unrighteousness upon Himself and He gives us His righteousness. The great and wonderful exchange. Think about this for a moment. Out of something horrible, out of something hideous, out of the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ comes something glorious comes something beautiful, comes something wonderful. What is it? That is our salvation. Out of something so ugly came that which is so lovely and beautiful. You see, the cross, an instrument of death and torture, actually becomes an instrument of life, our life, new life in the Lord Jesus Christ. And beloved, Jesus is no longer on the cross. And Jesus is no longer uh, in that tomb. He's alive and at the right hand of God the Father right now this morning. And the Bible says He's coming back one day to receive us unto Himself that where He is, we may be also. Hallelujah. What a Savior. He lives forever. He's alive. And so with that in mind, I want us to commemorate the resurrection today in a fresh way. And uh, I want to ask you to do something today in the service. If you have new life, in Jesus Christ, we want to invite you today to come and to select a flower from here and to take that flower and literally place it on this cross. And that flower is a representation today. It's symbolic of something awful, that is the cross and the death of Christ, came something beautiful, your salvation and my salvation. And these flowers today represent life. Something beautiful coming out of something so horrible. It represents and reminds us that Jesus is alive. And because Jesus is alive, we're also alive. And so in a moment, here's what I'm going to ask you to do. Everybody here, if you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, if you know that He is your Lord and Savior, we're going to invite you to come and place a flower on this cross. And we're going to give time for everybody who wants to come to do that. A boy and girl, teenager, man or woman. If you know Jesus Christ, you're going to come today and you're going to place something beautiful upon something that's so ugly because of the cross 
We have new life in Christ. Now let me say something else before we do that. Maybe you're here today and you don't have Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And you've never turned from your sin and placed your faith in Christ. You can do that right now. You can do that right where you're seated. You can open your heart and your life to Jesus Christ and invite Him in. And right where you are today, you can admit to Him and say, Lord, I know that I'm a sinner and I have done wrong. But I believe that Jesus Christ died for me. He shed His blood for me. He's living, He's alive today for me. And I don't want my sin anymore. I want Jesus Christ to be my Lord and Savior. Come into my life. Take control of my life. And I want to invite you while we're doing this, maybe right where you are, to bow and pray and ask the Lord Jesus into your life. Give Him your life. Give Him control. Let Him be your Savior and Lord. Forgive you of your sin and give you a home in heaven. And if you do that today in the service, I hope you'll come and share that. I'd love to rejoice with you. I'd love to pray with you. I'd love to give you some literature to help you grow. And you can do that by a simple prayer. Right where you are, you can invite the Lord Jesus into your life. Now here's the plan. So everybody's on the same page. I'm going to pray. And then we're going to invite you to come. There'll be some music playing. And I'm going to invite you to come. We're going to allow plenty of time for this. If you know Jesus Christ, come place a flower on this cross. Remind you that out of something horrible came something beautiful. New life in Christ. And we'll give time for everybody. to Don't leave after we're done because the service is not over. It's almost over, but it's not over. We're going to sing again and the choir is going to close us in a beautiful song. And we're going to have the benediction let you go. But as we're doing this today, Give praise and glory to the Lord. Worship Him in a fresh way. Lift your hearts in praise and thank Him for the cross. And thank Him for the empty tomb. And thank Him for the new life that's yours through what Jesus did. Let me say too, if you need help as far as prayer today or you want to talk more about salvation, find me and I'd love to pray with you during this time, okay? I'm going to pray. The music's going to start. And we're going to start decorating the cross. Father, thank You that out of something so horrible came something so wonderful. Jesus Christ is alive today. And because He lives, we can live and we do live if we've asked Him into our life. Father, I pray if anybody here has never settled that, that your Holy Spirit would do that work which only He can do, that they would turn from their sin and place their faith in Christ right now. And Father, I pray that during this time as we're placing these flowers upon this cross, that you would just touch our hearts and help us to lift our hearts in joyful praise and adoration. And being reminded of what we have because of what Christ did on the cross. And in rising again. And Lord, thank You today that we serve a risen Savior. And He's coming again. Even so come, Lord Jesus. May this time now be pleasing in Your sight, O God. And may it magnify You. And I ask this in Christ's precious name.
Amen. Music's going to start. You come today. Place the flower on the cross. Above all powers, above all kings, above all nature and all created things, above all wisdom and all the ways of man, you were here before the world. Above all kingdoms, above all thoughts, above all wonders the world has ever known, above all wealth and treasures of the earth, there's no way to measure what